This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to 400, episode 463 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. I'm joined by a host of guests today. We've got the one and only Ben Askren coming at us from Wisconsin. Ben, hello. How are you? I can't hear Ben, Kyle Grover. To my right is Stephen Kyle Brackey. And I don't know if we have the audio working yet. But Coach Dresser is definitely on the line. We have spoken with him. He is here. The question is, can we hear Coach Dresser? Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey, how about that? We have something working. We I don't know if it's the coronavirus or something, but uh, we've had some major audio um, difficulties the, the last two days. I appreciate your patience and coming on, Coach. Yeah, absolutely. I'm. Um, you guys took the heat off me for like 24 hours, so I probably owe you right now, right? Yeah, yeah, happy to happy to do that for you. Um, but um, hey, let's let's reapply the heat because uh, let, let's get into this <laughs> this tournament because uh, a lot of people and and were are a little upset with 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 how it played out, particularly the 184 last chance bracket. But I think the first thing that uh, I think a lot of listeners would would like to know is just an understanding of why something like this can help your team and how this helps NCAA qualification and what kind of thresholds you as a program are trying to hit. I think kind of setting that table first is really important. So could you just shed a little light on that? Yeah. And, you know, first off, you know, I'd much rather be the solution than the problem, but if one's got to create the other, then, you know, so be it. Um, I guess, you know, in, in, because of what happened this weekend and, and really the 184 pound situation ended up being a complete train wreck and I'll explain how it got there. But um, I, I, I think, you know, in, 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 in all that happening, you sit back and you reflect and go, wow. Um, you know, may, you know, I do think the system needs to be changed and now it obviously becomes even more glaring, but, you know, so I guess maybe asking people from the outside is, you know, there, I mean, first off, there's no question that I, I, we gained the system because to help um, our guys uh, ensure bids and get to the NCAA tournament. I mean, I'll give you two perfect examples. Not that 184 is, I guess the, the question is, is if I were to say is wrestling um, Sam Colbray who switched weights in the middle of the year and Jared Dagan, who was hurt most of the year, if wrestling those guys uh, two matches and then defaulting them out of the tournament so we could ensure that they hit the, the win percentage threshold, threshold and we knew their coach's ranking was going to be high, high enough. So those two factors alone would get them an NCAA uh, or get the conference a bid. Mm-hmm. And then also if they had a bad tournament, because Jared Dagan's obviously been injured all year long and he has to default, it, it it really, really strongly increases his chance to go to the NCAA tournament. So I guess my first question is, in your guys' opinion, is that gaming the system? Well, I think um, to, to an extent it is gaming. It is gaming the system because the system is 
what I, I believe, I believe it's put into place so that um, wrestling results are rewarded and wrestling results of meaning are rewarded. And I don't think one second injury defaults are results that should count for anything. And I don't think. No, no. And I, I, I want to get there. I want to get there, but I'm asking that question first. So if a guy drives six hours across the country or flies to Lock Haven or flies to Edinburgh to get one match to default out of the tournament, um, because that happened a lot last yeah. year. And, and, is, and if guys went out and wrestled fake matches at Lock Haven, is that gaming the system? Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. Is it gaming the system? Okay. So what, what last year, you know, we had the, the last chance open was the first year was last year's. We had, I think, at least three different uh, situations where guys came in. And I commend the coaches for, you know, I'm not going to start calling people out. and But I commend the coaches for doing the best job they can to try to get their wrestler to the NCAA tournament. Cause that's the only reason they do it. So, you know, we had a coach that brought a guy in to get him to 15 matches. Exactly what we tried to do at 184 was mm-hmm. get our guy to 15 matches because along with his coach's ranking, um, those two factors would get him uh, an automatic bid for the conference. And then if he wrestles a little bit below that number, he's got a really good chance to go to nationals. So, you know, we got situations that, that, um, uh, you know, we had we had a guy that flew in, uh, a kid that flew in for one match, won one match, and then defaulted out of the tournament. And in that situation, that'll help his conference. I think they're in the Southern Conference or the – I think they're in the Southern Conference or maybe the MAC will help them get a bid for that guy. And then uh, more selfishly, it'll help that individual institution or that individual kid get a, a slot for the uh, NCAA tournament. So I think we have to be, you know, I think we have to say, okay, what's, what's, where, where does gaming stop and where does gaming begin? So that's my first question is you, I mean, do people consider all of that gaming the system because it's been going on for two years and it happened at Lock Haven this weekend. And, you know, part of the reason I wanted to put in the last chance open was because I didn't want to go. I wanted to have an opportunity to get my guys, you know, just like last year, we put Gannon Gremmel in our own tournament and we needed to get him a couple wins so he could get above 70%. And he did get a couple wins, and so that helped him get a bid for the conference. But indirectly, if Gannon and Gannon had a really good tournament, so he got he would have went anyway. But if he would have fell one below that number, then um, that that win percentage and that rewarding him for wrestling those two matches um, would have got him to nationals. So you know that's the thing is is I and again I'm going to explain 184, but um, you know we got some coaches out there complaining and, and whining about it, but. You know, it's not just, yeah, that 184 situation really brought light to it. But what, where's gaming stop and where does gaming begin? I mean, that's what I'm saying. What, what's your opinion on that? Well, I think gaming, um, I, I mean, I, I think there is like a, the, the word gaming is something we, we often talk about. I think you see it within wrestling matches. There's ways to game the rules. There's things that are within the rules that are maybe outside the spirit of competition that are allowed. And, until they are black and white not allowed, I don't know how much real complaining you can actually do or, or maybe the word is judgment against the act, right, if it's not in black and white against it. So for that reason, it's like, hey, if, if you're going to count these matches, if you're going to count injury defaults and, and things like that, then I think it is game. But, you know, if you have to make some, some changes in your schedule and send get guys on a flight to get some extra matches, I don't know if that's – that's gaming. It's like, hey, we got a guy that got injured or a guy that changed weights and we need to get him some matches. I don't think that's gaming to make a, a 
to sit, to get a guy on a plane and send him to a tournament, right? I don't I don't I wouldn't agree that that's it. But sending a guy just to a tournament to injury default one time, maybe that that is. I just don't think there should be you shouldn't get rewarded for going to a place, stepping on a mat and and losing, right? Or, and I completely agree and, and you know I do I completely agree with that. I you know the last two conventions that I went to, I said, you know, we got to change that. I just don't agree with with um a lot of it. I don't agree with the injury defaults. I don't agree with, uh, you know, you, I don't ad- agree driving. And again, I'm not throwing these coaches under the bus at all. I actually commend them for fighting to get their athlete uh, an opportunity to go to the NCAA tournament. But, you know, when we have to drive across the country, uh, get a hotel room, stay overnight, weigh in. And then as soon as your match is up default and just by doing that process, you ought to not, you, now you just got a bid for your, one more bid for your weight at your conference tournament. You know, that's what I've been saying the last two conventions. I think that needs to change, but I didn't, you know, when we set up the last chance open, first off the last chance open, two things is, is the second year of it. And the reason I set it up was for two reasons. Um, one is I have a big roster. I got 42 guys in my roster, 29 of them from Iowa. All right. 29 kids from Iowa, 42 guys in my roster. So I have a big roster. And the one thing different about the Midwest versus when I was at Virginia Tech is there seem to be a lot more open tournaments in the East Coast. There's not as many in the Midwest. So the first year I was at Iowa State, all of the majority of my roster didn't have a match in the whole month of February. So I wanted to create a ma- I wanted to create something that we could look forward to, just like the National Collegiate Open used to be years ago on the East Coast. I wanted to have an event that our guys could look forward to. So we talk about it a lot as a team. And hey. This is your guys' last chance. You know, you got no matter what happens, you got to get ready to wrestle in this last open. And so that's the first reason we had it. And then the second reason is obvious. I wanted to have a mechanism in place where if we needed matches or we needed to get a guy that might have been injured or that didn't have the win percentage like Gannon Gremmel last year, I wanted to have him give that opportunity. And to be quite frank, as much as we travel, the last thing I wanted to do was have to fly to Lock Haven you know, the last weekend of February or fly to Edinburgh or something like that, just because we're busy with our competition. So that's how the last chance open got started right there. And I think at 184, I don't even know if we'd be having this discussion. If, if the South Dakota state, I, I'm going to, I'm kind of saying this in jest, but I'm going to blame all this on Caleb Long and Tate Batani because okay, those two guys at 184, and I'm just kidding kind of, but I don't even know if we'd be having this discussion. If Caleb Long wouldn't have won in the quarterfinals, over the South Dakota State guy. And if um, Tate Batani wouldn't have won in the semifinals, and I can't remember if it was South Dakota State or Minnesota, I don't know if we'd be having this discussion, you know. But the fact of the matter is, as I told my team as we get ready for this thing, and I told them last year and I told them this year, that this is the one tournament that if you hit a teammate, and if you look at my roster, I got a crap load of 65, 74, 84s. That if you hit a teammate, you do not have to wrestle. That message was loud and clear. You can ask any of my guys Monday that because if you look at all the tournaments that we did compete at this year, at 65, 74, and 84 especially, we hit each other all year long, and we wrestle each other in the room all the time. So I put that out there, and I wasn't about to go back on that Saturday in the middle of the tournament because – uh, you know, when you preach trust, it, it's a two-way street. So you can't say, oh, all of a sudden now, you guys go out and wrestle a fake match. Well, right? I, I, here's uh, my question, though. Why, why did, like, for example, Julian Broderson entered. He uh, comes in. He immediately injury defaults to Jacob Schoon. And then yep, I got, and then he uh, then he forfeited to Stefan. Neither of those guys were his teammates. So I don't, I don't understand why uh, he would even enter. 
Julian Broderson got in a car accident at the Iowa State tournament that afternoon on Friday afternoon. Wait, why'd Julian he enter, called though? me up and I said, huh? Why, why would I he said, enter, though? He, he, he got in a car accident, and I said, let's just see. Hey, we needed the guys in the weight. Right? I could have done a seven-man round robin, but I said, Julian, let's see how you feel in the morning. Just like if a kid's got the flu or sick, we had some sickness that week. So Caleb Long, right? Part of the reason Caleb Long defaulted, and like I said, it, it ended up being a perfect storm. Part of the reason Caleb Long defaulted that match was is that he was on my medical report as a maybe for the weekend because we had three or four guys. Aiden Reeves didn't wrestle. He had the flu. He was Caleb Long's roommate. So Caleb Long was questionable, right? I said, all right, we get to the end of the week. He said, I want to try it. He goes out, he wrestles one match. He comes to me and says, coach, I feel like crap. All right. Marcus Coleman goes, I want to wrestle. But he said, I don't know if I want to wrestle a guy that's just coming off the flu. So when I say that, trust me, I didn't plan on number one is I didn't know that Caleb Long was going to go out and beat the South Dakota state guy. Yeah. And number two, I completely understand where Marcus Coleman goes, you know what? I'll wrestle him, but the guy's just coming off of the flu. So when it shows up on the bout sheet, 0.01, hey, I'm the first to admit it looks like crap. I'm not, you know, I apologize for that. But again, there is some due process here, and then you understand the situations. Julian Broderson was like, Coach, I'm going to give it a try. But you can check the, the police report. The, ki the kid got in an accident the day before. Julian Broderson hasn't dodged out or ducked out of anything all year long. He's wrestled a ton of situations. Yeah. The I mean, last I match, Tate, Tate Batani. Tate Batani, again, goes out and beats the guy in the semifinals in a close match. He basically has been in and out of the injury lineup. He says, you know what? I don't want to wrestle. Monday, I told him they could wrestle. If they wanted to wrestle, they didn't want to wrestle. Tate Batani and did not want to wrestle the last match. So, again, I guess I could have. In hindsight, maybe I should have went out there because I know with three matches that happened at Lockhaven, all right, I heard from one coach that three matches that happened at Lockhaven, the guys went out there and play wrestled, and then one guy pinned the other guy. I guess I should have done that because it wouldn't have been 0 .00, 0.01. It would have been, you know, one minute and 26 seconds or something. So yeah, and that's, that's I am a, the part of my thing with, with the rule set is that, I mean, matches, especially at this point in the season, you're, the starting lineup is known. It is known that David Carr is going to be your 57-pounder. It is known Marcus Coleman is going to be your 84-pounder for, for Big 12s. It only would hurt your team for an athlete to try against your starter, right? And for, for that reason, I think – you can't start – these matches shouldn't count for anything because it is to your benefit, Coach Dresser, to fill the 184 bracket with as many 65, 74, and 84-pounders you can fit in there because you got a guy that wrestled 65 most of the year that entered at 184. Uh, it's to your benefit, and, and you're, you're basically saying it, to have all these guys in that bracket so that they would hit Coleman. And then whether they wrestle Coleman or not, you know that he's the top dog in that weight class, so he's going to get the matches. So – filling it with those guys and it does sound like you're describing a, a, a series of unfortunate events that led to nobody wrestling Marcus Coleman but it, it's it's tough to it's tough for me to, to see it not happening just in the uh, somewhat orchestrated right like who who made the bracket so that Marcus had a first round match of course we did absolutely I told yeah. you game in the system it's like you know it's like having the cycle and open or anybody else that has a tournament if there's anybody out there that tells you that they don't do the seeds in their own tournament, they're not telling you the truth. Absolutely. Right. You know, it's our tournament. We run the tournament, right? So we can put the seeds where we want to. I gave, we intentionally wanted to give, you know, 
Sam, Sam Colbray, I intentionally wanted to get him a match, a real match with a real guy right off the scale. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You can see the tournament. There's no, there's nothing again that you're breaking the rules because you see the tournament, just like at the uh, Cyclone Open the first weekend of November, we see the tournament. And sometimes being very, uh, being very transparent is I'll put my guy on the hard side of the bracket because I want to see how he does off the scale. And then there's other times that you might put the two other opposing school guys in the same semi bracket. If anybody tells you any different, they're they're BSing you. Yeah. But yeah, in this situation, I mean, we had Nolan Harsh and Sam Colbray wrestle each other because they both wanted to wrestle. So when I tell my team on a Monday that, hey, if you guys hit each other, you can wrestle you, you know. But obviously the whole goal for Marcus Coleman was to get four matches in. And I think if you look at that bracket, there was five Iowa State guys. And as far as Caleb Young moved up to 74 halfway through the season, it's documented. And then the yeah. kid had the flu all week. The last thing I was going to have him do was cut down to 174. And we needed we needed to have even brackets. Both 74 and 84 were pretty even brackets in terms of numbers. But I could have ran. I talked to Pat Tachi, and we could have ran round-robin tournament if we would have wanted to run, run a round-robin tournament. Right. But, again, I'm very transparent. It's just like somebody brings a kid to default to get him to 15 matches. I needed to get Marcus Coleman four matches. So we were going to figure out a way to get Marcus Coleman four matches no matter what happened. It was just unfortunate that that uh, it played out the way that it did. Yeah, well, or it was actually really fortunate the way it played out in reality, right? Because, like, you got your guy, he didn't have to – there was no, like, risk to losing, and he got to basically get five wins, and it's going to help his winning percentage and all that thing. So it's unfortunate maybe from the optics perspective, but the result, the end result for Marcus Coleman was, was very positive, right? Well, I wanted Mark, really, I mean, look at Sam Colbray. I need, I wanted Sam Colbray to get real live matches. Um, and so I needed Marcus Coleman to get a couple matches because Marcus did miss a, a month of the season with mono. So, you know, sometimes it's about mat time. It's about yeah. getting guys mat time. We yeah. knew that we couldn't get Marcus the win percentage above 70%, but we, you know, the whole goal with Marcus Coleman that day was to can get him a couple hear me matches. Yeah. yeah, I can hear you. Uh, was to Hold get on. it. Keep going, coach. Yeah, the whole goal was to try to get him a couple matches and obviously get to get him to 15 for, for RPI purposes. Yeah, so I guess what is the – um, so it's it's kind of two things. Oh, am I, am I live now, Christian? Yeah, can you hear me, Ben? Coach Dresser, can you hear me? Yeah, I can, Ben. Hey, I want I want to dig into something. I finally got my audio on. I want to dig into something you just said a few minutes back about, you know, everyone sees their own tournaments, but – Let's just take this 1A4 bomb bracket. Uh, under what seating criteria can you get Giant Sebastian as the 8 or the 9? I mean, in this bracket, I, I don't I don't think you could create a seating criteria where Johnny Sebastian ends up the 8 or the 9. That That's kind of crazy. There, when, hey, when you run your own tournament, you don't have to have a seating criteria. There's no seating criteria for the last chance open. I doubt there's a seating criteria is that, for is the that, down open. Really? There's, there's, there's no, you could just... You can literally put people wherever you want in the brackets. Yeah, there's the no rule? seating criteria. Yeah, there's no seating criteria. I mean, Ben, it's no different. You know, uh, journeyman, they, uh, Frank Papalizio, he's putting the event together. He can make it however he wants to make it. Right? They have the they have the total autonomy if you if you run the event to have people wrestle ha how you want to do it. Right? Okay. My, my, my question, Coach Dresser. So you so can. So it it is in fact legal to handpick brackets however you want them to be. Yeah, there's nothing illegal about it at all. Okay, all right, fair so, enough. So my question, I guess, is, Coach, you've kind of been two-pronged with this. One, you are trying to 
help your athletes earn allocations for the conference and help their winning percentage, et cetera, et cetera. But you've also been saying like you're, you're trying to call attention to something. What is it you're trying to call attention to? Is it the, the minimum matches? Is it that matches against teammates count? Is it that injury defaults count? Is it that um, matches at other weight classes don't count? What are you trying to like do this in order to create change? What, what are the, the items that no, need to no be I think there I really do think there needs to be change and I'm not saying I have all the answers but you know maybe having you know maybe open tournaments um, you know it's kind of funny if you look at like Penn State and Iowa and some of the really great programs right now they don't go to open tournaments like this they'll go to the Southern Scuffle or the tournaments you know, like the Midlands and Vegas mm-hmm. but they don't do open tournaments all right um, maybe you know open tournaments don't count towards your you know rpis and your you know maybe open tournaments need to be more for just you know backup guys or guys that really want to come in and get matches and you can't use open tournaments for nca criteria i mean that's just one idea yeah. you know I, I know some coaches presented that to me last year at the convention they said you know you know open tournaments need to be just for uh, you know guys that are truly going out there to compete and you know, maybe or maybe you don't have open tournaments after such and such a date. So people can't game at the end, because when you get down to the last week like this, you know, I was very intentional. I made this tournament the last weekend of the year for two reasons. One is, you know, exactly where you're at criteria wise. And number two, um, it's a chance for, again, my guys to get that haven't had a match in the month of February to get a match in the month of February, my backup guys. So, you know, maybe that doesn't count. Maybe anything in February doesn't count. I'm just throwing some ideas out there, but I don't think yeah, you should right. get rewarded for beating a teammate. I don't think yeah. you should get rewarded for defaulting out of the tournament. I don't think you should, but I completely understand the coaches that have done it because, you know, well, let me ask you this. Uh, let me ask you this one. Um, because, you know, this is the one of the things I think about. It's like, so essentially, you know, the NCAA has this set of criteria. Hey, this is our set of here. We're going to pick the most worthy wrestlers to go to the NCAA tournament. And you guys have all agreed up upon this. And so when you do something like this and you get Marcus Coleman four wins and maybe you get in the auto, auto qualifier spot, are you then taking, are you then taking a, a more just spot away from someone else who may have earned that? Because it, there is only 33 qualifiers. There's not more than that. Right. Well, I don't think so in Marcus Coleman's case. I think if Marcus Coleman would have been at the weight all year long, and again, people are going to debate, well, he wasn't at the weight all year long, but yeah. he's ranked in the top 25 in the coaches' ranking. Or he's, you know, he's right around the top 25 in the coaches' ranking. So then wouldn't so, he have got yeah. in by wild card anyways? No, he wouldn't have because he didn't have the win. You got to have win percentage in order to really you know, make yourself a strong candidate. At, 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 you know, If you don't get one of the automatic bids, you either got to have the RPI of 15 matches. You got to be around 70%. Uh, win percentage or you got to be like in the top 25 in the coaches ranking so he would have only had one of those if we wouldn't have wrestled him at the last chance open he would have only had one of those he would have only been in the top 25 probably he wouldn't have had the win percentage but if you look at his schedule you know the guy didn't get the benefit of the open tournaments at the beginning of the year I mean his first match out was Valencia I mean if you look at Marcus Coleman's uh, schedule like he had some you know really tough guys when he got in the lineup um you know, he had Lujan and Valencia were like two of the first three matches. So I think he's a quality then, guy. If, People are going to say, well, he's guys, cool. But if you guys set up this criteria as coaches, you guys set this up together. Everyone approves, uh, approves on set criteria. And so now you're, you're kind of admitting that you're going outside of the set criteria. Uh, or you're, you're doing outside measures to get this guy into the criteria. Aren't you then taking the spot away from somebody else who may have earned it? Right, because you know, I don't Marcus think it's Coleman gets in. 
if he gets in, someone else is out. Yeah, but I would argue that I would argue that if Marcus Coleman was in there all year long, that he would would be easily he would be easy, you know, easy to get in there. I mean, I definitely think he's one of the top twenty five guys. It's just like you know, it's kind of like Jared Dagan. Jared Dagan was hurt, and we had to get him two matches to get him to the win percentage, so he could get in there. So you know, you get dealt with circumstances with certain individuals, whether it's injury or switching weight or sickness that. You know, again, a lot of people did it at Lock Haven. A lot of people did it at Edinburgh. You know, it's it's. I don't think it's any different in other sports. When you get down to the end, you got to figure out a way to qualify, and you want to have as foolproof system as possible. But I don't think it's 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 ever going to be perfect. I think we can improve upon it a lot. With, but I'll with, argue all day long that Marcus Coleman didn't take anybody's spot because you know he's proven over the last two years that he's a top twenty-five guy. My my question is, um, yeah, with with the situation like Dagan, he's just been he's just been hurt much of the year, and there's nothing you could do from a measurement standpoint that says for sure this guy is a top twenty five or thirty three, other than the things he's done in the past. But with someone like Coleman, who has he's wrestled the whole or the majority of the year, he's just wrestled at two different weight classes that has really jacked up his his situation. Is uh is not a, a simple solution for someone like Marcus Coleman is that all matches should count. We saw this last year with Joe Smith, who wrestled the majority at 174, was clearly a, a bona fide guy, but then he drops to 65 for Big 12s, and next thing you know, the one seed Alex Marinelli has him in round one. Is part of the problem that all matches don't count? I think so. I think that I think we can you know sit down and make it better where. You get judged on your whole body of work, whether it's in, it's whether it's whether it's at one weight or the other. I mean, Marcus Coleman beat Devin Skatska at uh, at Vegas, you know, and that's a pretty good win. And so, you know, I feel like he should get some some benefit of that. So I know there's people out there that think, well, Marcus Coleman, um, you know, he didn't he didn't wrestle all the matches like everybody else, so he doesn't deserve to go. I I differ. I, I beg to differ. So if I've got to fight and and uh work hard to get my guy to nationals based on the system and the rules that they give me i'm going to do that all day long for every one of my guys and and if you know everybody can get online and 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 call me a cheater and cuss and everything but you know what i'm going to fight for my guys based on the rules that they give me and it was unfortunate that that it played out because i can promise you i wanted to get marcus coleman matches at the at our open but it just didn't work out that way so, Mike, it sounds like you, you have major issues with some of the NCAA rules. You don't like that the injury defaults count as wins. You don't like that teammate matches, um, that they count. Um, so, but you, the, the last chance kind of is a complete exploitation of those rules to your benefit. As, as a coach of, like, one of the most prestigious D1 wrestling programs in history – is there is there a responsibility to, to maybe lead in a different way instead of exploiting? Like, is there a better way to call out these issues other than putting a, a tournament like this on? Or do you think this is the the easiest and, and the quickest and the best way to get to enact change? I think it, you know, again, if this controversy precipitates change, I'm not throwing the NCAA under the bus. I'm just saying we need to look at it. I've, like I said, for the last two years, I said we need to look at it. I said there's too many it's too many things that just, you know, I don't think are right, you know, and some of the things you just mentioned. Um, uh, again, I think if we would, I think if the, if the brackets would have, uh, different guys would have won at 184, if South Dakota State and Minnesota would have won, and we would have hit those situations, just like that happened with Dagan and, and, um, and, um, and Colbray, 
I don't think we'd be having this discussion, but just the way it was a perfect storm. And now it's all on me and, and, and I got big shoulders and I'll take it. But if I can help be well, part of the Ke- problem. I'm looking at this bracket, Kevin. And I, one of the questions I asked earlier was, you know, you, you don't have to see, you can put guys wherever you want, you know? So Marcus Coleman, the first two matches, you probably had to have an idea that Austin Stotts wasn't wrestling. And then you probably also had to have an idea that Johnny Sebastian wasn't actually going to wrestle a match. So did you got, did you place those guys there just so he'd get two forfeits right off the bat? I knew exactly. I needed. I knew I had to get him to four matches. Yeah, I was completely gaming it, Ben. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if I have any other questions on 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 this topic uh, in particular. I feel like we've we've exhausted it. I I uh, I've always appreciated your candor on on topics. And and one thing, Ben, do you have anything before? Cause I have some other questions. No, I got no, one more. Uh, no. I got one more question. I want to see what your guys' thoughts on this okay. is again, because I want to take something right. solid to the convention. So we get to the Midlands or the Navy classic. Those are events that there's team points kept besides there's NCA implications. So if you got two guys that hit, whether it's usually happens on the backside or right of the Southern scuffle. And it's happened uh, three times uh, in, 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 from at least from one institution that I know of, and those, and those two guys hit each other, all right. And the backup medical defaults to the starter um, is that does that rule need to be changed? Because not only does your starter does your starter progress, because uh, we're going to get in that we haven't been in that situation, but we'll get in that situation. Not only does your starter progress forward. Um, and get wins uh, for for the, the same qualification purposes that we're discussing here. But you also get bonus points, and your team it elevates your team in the team standings of the Midlands of the Navy Classic. Is that something we need to look at and change? Well, I don't know. I think the only way you could actually fix that, Coach, is to make every tournament single entry. Because let's say you say they have to wrestle. Yeah. Well, then they're just going to say, okay, let them pin you in 10 seconds. I don't think there's any or, way or what to— if the guy is— literally hurt you can't force him on the mat right that or that too so i think unless you go to single entry i don't know any other way to to do it i mean i don't think it's ideal i i agree with with the the with the sentiment coach but but beyond making it single entry there's that and that's the thing it's like the next step is is just like completely fake matches where they just pin each other right yeah so you you consider the situation that I just explained to you, do you, can, do you, do you guys, in your opinion, is that gaming the system when yeah. you get to that point and you just say, hey, you know what? Um, uh, you, you need to, because he's the starter, you need to default. And if it happens once, maybe you can say that. But when it happens over and over again, then I think you set a precedent that, okay, we got, we got gaming going on here. Oh, that's, and that's, uh, I would say that's almost the standard. And, and when the lineup, when the lineup set, when you've got a, a, a bona fide star, it's not like, Iowa's 184 situation where they and they did wrestle each other, but like many other situations where you know the starter, the the backup knows their role or the coach, and you know who knows who enacts that. But I, you have to assume the coach. But yeah, that happens in basically every program. You know they they forfeit to the to the starter. Yeah, that's that is in nature gaming as well for sure. And again, I just you know I want to I want to put the best thing forward for everybody. And so again, if this ends up precipitate precipitating change then uh, you know maybe it was a good thing but again uh, you know i'm going to go down saying based on the circumstances that if 184 we would actually got some real matches i don't think we'd be in this discussion but maybe we need to be in this discussion because maybe that can make you know the qualification process even even better yeah um 
So l- looking at your, your program, a couple weeks ago, maybe it was a month ago now, um, after you guys suffered a loss, you really you, you took your team to task. And I've always kind of appreciated your your candor with, with the media. I remember back in Virginia Tech after the Penn State duel, I sat in your office, and you just kind of went line by line. This guy needs to do this. This guy needs to do this. Very, very candid, very open. And, and you did that again with your, with your guys. Um, how's the response been since that time? I think you know, look, it's all based in results, I think. I think we've had some good results, um, um, you know, good results going forward and since we've, we've done that. And our guys have, you know, you need a wake-up call every now and then. And so if you're taking shortcuts, you you, you got to own it, I think. And I, I'm really proud of our guys because it's a long season. It's easy to take a couple shortcuts when, when you're in weight management. But uh, when, it, when you start losing matches in the third period, that's when – that's when the shortcuts got to stop. And so I appreciate, you know, I like where our team's at right now. We're, we're, we're still not healthy, but you know, we're grinding and we figured out a way to go seven and one in the big 12 and um, you know, through a lot of adversity this year, which was completely different than last year. Cause we never got hurt once, once period. Um, I really like the, the progress that we made. Looking at uh, a couple starters had questions about Todd Small, David Carr. You mentioned Degan's health. Are how are you feeling about them health wise headed into headed into Big Twelves? Uh, Dagan is what it is. You know his, his his shoulder probably pops out just about. I think it did two times uh, against North Dakota State. Mm. It slides in and slides out like the wind. Um, but he's been dealing with it since January. Like he's just a tough dude. Um, Todd Small's kneecap popped out in that match Sunday night, completely slid out. He's had a couple times that it's popped out in his, his career at Iowa Central. Hadn't popped out here at Iowa State, but it did. Um, luckily, he came in Monday. The doctors got it in quickly, and he looked pretty good. So I'm surprised that, you know, he worked out this morning and was looked pretty good. So, you know, we're optimistic there. We probably won't put him on the mat for a couple of days. David Carr started live wrestling last week. He's looking really good. You know, we expect him to be a – hundred percent going into it. And I think that's our, and then Ian Parker tweaked his knee at you and I, and he'll be back on the mat this week. We obviously wrestled him um, uh, Sunday, but he hadn't been on the mat since you and I before that, that dual meet. So just been one of those years, but Hey, everybody's got those issues. And no question. Um, ben, do you have any more questions for coach? No, I'm, I'm good to go. Coach, you got anything else for us? Nope. Thanks for, ha- thanks for hearing me out. Due process, right? Yes, sir. Hey, I really appreciate mm-hmm. your your patience coming on. Uh, you're never you're never scared to scared to talk uh, about what's on your mind. I've always appreciated that. So, um, thanks again. This was great, Coach. Yep. Thank you. Th- thanks a lot. All right, Kevin Dresser. Um, you know what I was thinking? Like, wh- what were you wh- thinking? If they don't, I can't. They don't... Wait, did you guys cut my mic on purpose? No. That's take it up. No. No way. You got you got to ask anything you wanted, Ben. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I got to Christian. Let me ask you this because I I just didn't want to beat the dead horse while while, Ke, while he was on the line. He admitted to creating the brackets. Is that really legal? Is that? I mean, I asked this to him. He said yes, but is it really? Yeah, you can. I mean, if you're having to open, you can do it how you want to do it. You just put anyone anywhere. That that, that, just, that now listen. I don't know what the rule book says, but like that just doesn't sound right. That, 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 that put some red flags up for me. I think it's right. I don't know that it's Bracky, wrong. Come on. Break I, the I think tie you here. can do whatever you here's want. The thing. Here's the other. Here's the next step. Here's what I was thinking of. The next step. If they don't change something this year, here's what you can do. Coach Dresser or any coach, they could have, I'm having a two-day round-robin tournament. 
at a, at a, at these weight classes, whatever. You have to say yeah. there at all weights, and you throw five guys in the round robin, for or six, whatever, and then on or Friday, seven. on Friday they wrestle five matches, and Saturday they wrestle five matches, all fake. All, they could all be forfeits, and you could literally get your starter ten wins. Right, you could go from. There's a maximum weigh-in date, correct? Isn't there in the regular season? Like you can only have X amount of weigh-ins. Sure. Yeah, that, there's a rule, okay. but a lot of coaches, a lot of programs, they keep a date open. They have there, there's ways around it, and you could build it into your schedule too. This is our. Yeah. And just, this this is every team could get ten wins at the end of the season, right before conferences that are in, one second injury defaults, and there's nothing you can stop. So how, how do you actually? How do you actually, Christian? How do you actually make this? So how do you actually make this go away? Do you say injury defaults don't count? Do you say guys on your wrestling guys on your own team don't count? Like that how would do you be a great start. Why? Why Wait, should which one? Both ma- those? Yes. Why a match okay. that is so that is so impacted by injury that it cannot be continued has no value, and a one second and a one second one, match though. has no value. What? Let me ask you this though. What if? What if, because uh, I'm, I'm talking about game, this isn't the other way. What if I was resting Christian Pyle's team, and I know in this tournament, Christian Pyle's guy, if he doesn't get this next match, he's uh, he's not going to get his minimum amount of matches, so I medical forfeit so his match doesn't count. Yep, that is the next uh, that is the next thing that could happen. That's why the teammate component, right. I think, is what maybe medical forfeits yeah. against other teams or injury defaults against other teams count or something like that i don't know i don't think injury yeah, defaults should that's count. Probably, probably what you have to do or maybe like yeah, that. There, there's a it, i mean it's tough because there is a lot of ways you can game the system right and yeah. i think we've seen it on the other hand where you can forfeit and do some things that can really help your um help your situation out but i think this could get way crazier if a coach like coach dresser who's creative and thinking about the next step wanted to do something like that, they could literally do a 10-match weekend right at the end But of the do you season. guys think, okay, so if Marcus Coleman doesn't do an auto-qualifier, if he doesn't get his spot at the at the Big 12s, you guys got to imagine. He, he was 5-5 five, five and five prior mm-hmm. to the Cyclone Open or the Last Chance Open or whatever the hell they called it. Mm-hmm. you got to imagine they're not voting him in, right? There's uh, no way they're giving him a wild card. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. I think... It depends. It's kind of formulaic at that point, right? And if you've got sure, if you've got if you're ten and five or whatever, I think it is just an extra security blanket that you have there, an extra way you can get in. It's not a guarantee. I don't think Coach Dresser thinks it's a guarantee, but if you earn a spot for your conference, that's really helpful, yeah. and um, yeah. that that puts you in a, a certain standard. And it's like you know, you start getting into Ben, you'd be surprised. You start getting into some of these. 25 to 35 ranked guys, it, it, it can be pretty bleak at certain weight classes, right? In terms of the results. And what, what do you happening. mean by, what do you mean by bleak? Hey, there's yeah. a, the resumes aren't strong. You mean you know, it's not that good. And there's a lot of people who are close to each other. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, what, one thing I, I think, so I think the three things that he pointed out are the three things I think need change. I think matches at other weights should count. And this is something coach brands mm-hmm. talked about, or maybe I, I would agree with that. That's it's kind of stupid. I think it's that. really stupid. It should count for a lot of different things. Um, you know, in terms of seating for NCAAs, sure, I get it if you want to be like that. But in terms of qualifying yeah. for NCAAs, yeah. and even maybe seating, because you know what? That's what got put Joe Smith in the 33 spot, right? Yeah. Um, 
So I, I think that's one one aspect they could change. They could change it. Injury defaults should not count for anything, and uh, matches against teammates shouldn't count for anything. He's got a yeah. but. You know, it, it's to his benefit to throw all those eighty fours in there with his guy. Yeah, that that was absurd. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I'm still dumbfounded that you can just put people wherever the hell you want in a bracket. <laughs> He literally is saying, I needed to get this guy four matches. I literally put this person here and this person here and this person, right? I mean, well, Johnny Sebastian absurd. doesn't care. And, and I'm sure, you know what? If you know that Johnny Sebastian's coming in, he's not going to wrestle a match. Well, yeah, Coach Dresser said that was very in obvious. his press conference after North Dakota State, because he was asked about it then, that Wisconsin told him Sebastian ain't going to wrestle. He just needs another match. Yes. So, yeah. Because he was supposed to wrestle on Thursday night against Northern Iowa. Yeah, he was sick. And he was sick. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's. But then, so then, obviously he puts him there because he knows that there's going to be a forfeit the second round for Marcus Coleman, which is, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just it, I know maybe it is right, but it just doesn't feel right to me. It just feels like there's something that's wrong or or not not good about that situation. And so hey, let let me just bring this up. I think this is important. Is you know I know obviously lots of times we only talk about the top one two three four five guys somewhere in there because because uh, you know that's what people are most interested in. People could say we don't want to hear about Penn State and Iowa and Oklahoma State. Well, well, bullshit. We know what the numbers are. We we know what you click on. We know what you like. So don't lie to us and tell us you don't. Um, but that being said, you know I have a bunch of kids I coach every every single night or most nights of the week, and so. I don't want to make light of how important or how difficult it is to qualify for the NCAA Division One tournament. And so, you know, when when Coach Dresser is doing something to essentially make his guy qualify, another guy not qualify, you know, uh, you guys, some people might think of, oh, whatever, it's who cares? It's just qualifying for this tournament. Well, no, that's like a that's like a big deal. That's like a lifetime achievement to some people, and, and it really is. You think of what it takes to start wrestling and have a kid go and qualify for the NCAA tournament. That is a freaking Impressive achievement, even though we don't talk about it all the time. I agree. I completely agree. And it's something that uh, once I started working at Flow, getting more, you know, a realization of what it means to get guys to the tournament for programs, right? What it means to a a, a George Mason to get three or four guys through or whatever, right? That's, that is stuff that is the beginning of the change for a lot of programs. And, and like you said, for individuals, it is, it is a dream realized. And, Another thing you you see is it's it's an outlier thing, but if you get in the tournament, you you've cleared a pretty high threshold, and you are competitive in a lot of these matches, and you can you can have a Sedarian Perry yeah. catch lightning in a bottle and play. So Kyle Canell, Tariq Wilson, it Kyle, happens every year. Yeah, Kyle Canell is yeah. a great example. Needed a wild card, um, and yes, and balled out. So it happens. I uh, I I think that he's. Is is this the best way to go about enacting change? I don't know. It might be though. That's that's did, the, did he really did he really want to enact change? Or, that's I what mean, I'm saying. He, because I he pretty much said says, that. yeah, he pretty much says, well, no, I just wanted to get my guys in the NCAA tournament, and so you know now he's saying all about change also, but he also is saying, well, I want to get so you know at least he's honest about that. I guess. I I, pre, I do I do think the situation is a little sketch, but at least I appreciate his honesty. Yeah, I think yeah. At least he's not – I was worried he was going to be like – and he was a little bit like that, but like this is just a confluence of, of bad things that happened at 184 that led to it. But he, he admitted he was gaming it the, the whole way, just trying to get his yeah. guy the matches. So um, 
you know what? It, until the rules are adjusted, it's just like rules within a, a wrestling match. You know what? The danger till you have the danger zone, you could just kind of hang on your back if you wanted to, right? And you yeah. could just before yeah. the drop down rule, you could just sit on a tight waist ankle for as long as you wanted, and it wasn't really stalling because they don't call regular stalling. Um, uh, so, so you guys have that. La- you guys have that later in the doc. What about the top wrestling? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Let's get it's to it. So are, every every once in a while, people just want to wage war on top wrestling. And I don't know what match it was. I don't know if it was the Iowa Oklahoma State match, but people saw that and they're like, you know what? I'm tired of top wrestling now. I'm tired of guys riding too long. Which to me, why don't we just get to it now since we kind of have more seamless of a, of a segue? Um, and it was the I think it was the Iowa Oklahoma State match that people saw a lot of riding, not a lot of turning. They're like, well, what's up with this? To me, I don't think it's a rules indictment. It's a tactics indictment. It's like you're taking guys down in 20, 30 seconds, and then you're riding for four minutes with no turns. You just have bad tactics for scoring points, right? You're just not. So I don't think it's something that that it's um, you know, you need some like auto backup after 30 seconds or some wholesale changes. I think call regular stalling, which that's like asking for a miracle at this point, especially on the mat. Yeah. Call, call regular stalling and have better tactics. And then I don't think you get, you know, five minutes of riding with no turns, which is tough yeah, to watch. I, you have to admit that is tough to watch, Ben. I well, yeah, I don't love it. I think when you were gone, we talked about you know, is the NC State and uh, Virginia Tech match when the crowd was going nuts for riding time. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was fantastic, you yes. know. And so some people appreciate. And it is difficult. I actually, I was flipping out at my guys last night. I said, because they wouldn't do their damn knee slides all the way right. And I said, guys, t- tell me this. One of the most miserable things, not the most miserable thing in life, but one of the most miserable things you'd categorize it like this in your whole life is having another man hold you down or rub your face in the mat and not being able to do a damn thing about it. Yeah. And they all said, yeah, we agree. And I said, yeah, it is. I haven't been held down in a while, but I, I remember when I was a little kid. It's terrible. So do your effing knee slides right. Yeah, guys. Okay, so... Uh, Let's not let's not take away let's not take away from what it is what it means to ride someone and not be able to get away. I mean, it, it is very very demeaning. It sucks. It takes your it takes you out of the match. And uh, I didn't see anything that was too bad in the Iowa Oklahoma State match. I mean, the one thing to your point is just call regular stalling. The one sequence where uh, Spencer Lee is on top of uh, pitch and he goes leg and he gets that four count and he goes to the waist and he goes back to the leg and back to the waist and back to the leg. It's like okay, like. Just call it. Just just do a stall warning here. Like I know he doesn't meet the five count, but for God's sake, just call stalling. Same thing with this. Uh, was it Seabass? No, it was RBY. RBY and Seth Gross. Well, you know where he, he did this, and just but he was had the leg hooked, and so it's like yeah. just call the regular stalling. It's really easy. But I mean, I, I didn't really see anything too bad in that Oklahoma State Iowa match. I, I I was, I mean, I didn't watch the last two matches, but up until that point, I I was highly entertained. I thought it was a really good match. I thought it was a good match too. Uh, I'm sorry I wasn't there to talk about the NC State Virginia Tech duel, which was definitely the best duel of the year that I watched. It was awesome. It was was bananas. It was such a fun duel. Um, Lots of I I did a lot of screaming. It was it was wild. I mean, all the pins were so crazy. It's like what is (laughs) what is happening? And then for Moore to throw that headlock and be so so close to having Tariq packed. Uh, it was that was a really fun duel. There wasn't a lot yeah. of boring. Yeah, uh, but you know what? You're talking about the the crowd appreciation for going over a minute. That is one thing. It's like man, you got a close match, and then the mm-hmm. guy just creeps over a minute. That is a big deal. But when it's like when you get into the three four minute range, 
it's like okay it's like it's, it's a lot less cool. like when michael kimmer had five minutes of writing time on joe smith oh boy <laughs> oh boy um so why don't we just go to that duel actually no we have what to talk about Zahid. no we have to talk about zahid valencia ben. no wait wait hold on i have i have the answer i just thought of a great answer what about this what if you got to a certain amount of riding time and it was just like auto death? The match is over. If this man rides you for death. four minutes, it's over. Six points. It's like a pin. Dude, that would, that would make some dudes try to get away. <laughs> that is That would be kind of epic. For, I like the term auto that death, That would be too. awesome. Yeah, if we call it auto death. It's just like, <laughs> like, just like a moon can you door imagine? and they just get sucked into the, into, the, into the floor. Yeah. If it's like, say, four minutes and it's like 342, the crowd's going to be going freaking insane. <laughs> And, you know, the bottom guy's going, ah, he's trying to get out of there. And he yeah. can't get out. Boom, auto death. Raise the other man's hand. Auto death. Guy's going to eye gouge for the for the restart. Okay, auto death at like four minutes. That would be, that'd be epic. Um, okay. Now, Zahid Valencia. We haven't, we haven't had a proper FRL since the Zahid news because that dropped, what, Thursday or Friday? Late Thursday afternoon, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So – Zahid Valencia, there's so little actually known. Who even tested this man? How long is he suspended for? What's the deal? It's an indefinite suspension from Arizona State, which makes me think it was an institutional Mm -hmm. test. I don't really know. but I'm I'm annoyed by the whole situation real quick because we don't know anything. And if this is a two-time defending national champion, the guy ranked number one in the country – the leader of the Hodge Trophy race at the time when this happened, and Arizona State's just like acting like they made one statement to a paper, and that's it. Yeah, and you haven't heard anything. And if this was football or basketball, there you would like they would have to put out a press release, and a coach would have to go in front of the media at some point, and there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, this would be on the news cycles. If this is basketball or football, this would be on the news front page of the news cycle of Sports Center over and over and over again. And yeah, to your guys' point, we don't know anything. Yeah. Like this, this, he could be back for Pac-12s for all we know. Yeah, we we, we know literally. I, I well, I heard someone pretty reputable say that's highly, highly, highly unlikely. I think, but so too. that was like a backdoor text conversation, not like a statement made publicly. I, I tend to believe it is completely over for mm-hmm. his NCAA career. I think it's done. I think there's yeah. maybe some legal stuff happening in the background trying to get him back in, but I'm extremely dubious of those efforts yielding anything good for Zahid Valencia. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so to, to your point, I mean, we could talk about this, but we don't we don't really know all that much. I mean, that's – to you know, Kyle said it's, it's so annoying. We've had the one statement in that – Arizona newspaper, and we haven't had anything else. And I mean, it, it, when you guys think about the actual magnitude of this, I mean, Kyle, you kind of laid it out. Number one, two-time defending NCAA champion, um, Hodge Trophy leading candidate. I mean, this guy has three college losses ever. He's going to be a he was was is going to be a freaking all timer. I mean, he could be very. If it wasn't for a headgear pull, he could be very easily going for his fourth title right now, which has only been done four times in history. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, is there a is there a more fall flat on your face finish to a career that we've ever seen. I mean, this what's the track record for this? It's so rare you see suspensions of this. You know, a- Andrew Long comes to mind somewhat. Um, you know, Ed Ruth sat out a little bit when he got in trouble. Um, yeah. 
I'm trying to think of some others that you know Gable obviously Gable at the beginning of this season. Uh, there's other examples yeah. I'm sure that just aren't coming to me quickly, but it just doesn't happen that much, and especially at this point. I mean, he's getting ready to to have, and it was it, there was a it was a foregone conclusion he was going to win this year. He is so far far and away head and shoulders above the competition, or at least it seemed that way. We just thought, yeah. and now. You know, we were start, there's starting to be a little momentum behind Aaron Brooks and, and what we were thinking about him. And now this weight class is open, and it benefits Iowa to an extent because they've got an 84 that's good. But when you look at the trajectory, which of 84? Oh, what? Yeah, which, which one? one? What, what it's going to be a, it's one, gonna be a What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on, it's going to be a side. Why did they wrestle him? Because precautionary. They said he was going to wrestle. Well, that you know, it was a precaution. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I would. I wanted to see. I'm not. I mean, yeah. I wanted to see him wrestle. Um, I'm surprised they didn't use cash on senior night. Correct. Um, yeah, that, well, that was kind of weird. Night. Um, so weird. But it doesn't matter because I don't. It, it, unless something happens between now and then, it's going to be a sod. They didn't pull his red shirt. I don't. I don't know what the injury was or is or what the, what the deal is, but he'll be back. But it's certainly not the um, not the momentum you want. C- c- Compare that to someone like Brooks, who's looking really, really good. The weight looks very volatile. Hunter Bullen was the number one or would have been the number one, but he loses to Bonacorsi. Heidley um, is in the mix. Taylor Lujan is certainly really good, but he's he's had losses this year as well. So Heidley just lost to Bullen last week. Right. Um, and then and Lujan hasn't lost since CKLV, and he split with Bullen. So he's we made him number one, which I agree with. Yeah, but Luan's yeah. a good, a clear number one, I think. Yeah, well, the ACC tournament's going to have I Kyle. Do you know how the seeding's going to go? Because you have uh, Bonacorsi, Hidley, uh, Hidley, and Bolin. No, because Hidley beat Bonacorsi, but Bonacorsi beat Bolin, but Bolin beat Hidley. Literally, um, yeah. I would imagine. So they'll go th- highest national rank, probably then. Yeah. I think it'll probably be then it'd be Bolin Hidley Bonacorsi. Bonacorsi. There's no you can make the same circular argument no matter what they yeah. what they choose there. Um yeah. I do think based on the season Bonacorsi's had, he should be the like the 3 mm-hmm. uh, of that bunch, yeah. but who knows how they're going to do it cuz 3 beat 1 in our scenario. Um but yeah, I mean it's it's a really crazy deal um that that a, te- a drug, recreational drugs, and it's obviously really concerning that someone like um, is is of his caliber is is messing around with that stuff. If it's if it's all true, um, uh, what? I don't know. That was fairly well known. Z likes to party. I've heard that like a billion times. Okay. Yeah. Well, you hear a lot <laughs> of stuff. You know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, we, we talk about this, actually, I talk about this with the sports psychologist and, uh, Rick McGuire when I was in college, like people who are that good. Now there's some of them. I mean, I'm straight laced. I've never drank alcohol, but there's a lot of guys who, uh, they're kind of wild and that's just how it goes. Right. Guys who tend to want to go fight each other on a wrestling matter, fight each other in a cage. They're kind of live life on the edge a little bit. So, you know, I, I don't think it's that shocking that a few guys have that type of behavior. I think it's actually more shocking that the NCAA never, ever, ever catches anyone on a drug test. And we, we don't know if this was the – I guess we don't know if this was NCAA or USADA. I heard initially that it was USADA, and then maybe I heard that that was wrong. Um, but, yeah. Guys, I think institutional. Guys, if I had to place a bet, I'd say it was an Arizona State test. Well, why haven't we heard anything? Nah, they would have brushed that one under the rug, bro. 
I don't think it was Arizona State. Well, I don't think this was the first first one is a problem. Well, how do you guys – where are you guys hearing this news that I'm not? (laughs) Man, yeah. But that that to reference your bill, you heard a billion times. You know, it's it's the the word is it's not the first first situation. Was he? Mm. But again, we don't know anything. Okay. No one wants to say yeah. anything definitively. Yeah. Um, you know, I've reached out and you're hitting walls. So I don't know when we're gonna know much else. But um, crazy situation, not like any we've really seen in NCAA wrestling. And yeah, why does the NCAA not test any catch anyone? I don't really know. I mean, they test all yeah. the NCAA champs, I think. Yeah. But I've heard what what I've heard is that I mean, and this is again rumor. I heard they really only test for for pot and for anabolic steroids. Pot, which is that's that's what I've heard, and I heard that's why they don't catch anyone because barely anyone, uh, you know, barely anyone smokes in wrestling, and uh, no one takes anabolic steroids. That, that's I mean, I, again, I don't know if that's true or false. That's that's rumors that I've heard. No one smokes weed in wrestling. I mean, I. Listen, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not uh, the foremost it, it expert. In but... season, in in season. Okay. Because doesn't really test. I mean, I maybe I'm wrong here, but I don't ever remember getting tested out of season by the NCA. Maybe institutional, but I don't think they tested at all out of season. Okay. So if, right. if you were to do either one of those substances, you'd probably want to do them out of season. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, learn a lot. Uh, I wish we were uh, on Facebook right now. The comments would be just hilarious about yeah, probably, you know, all kinds of information. <laughs> we get all kinds of information. They would be out of the control right drug test. Yes. <laughs> um, we'll be back tomorrow on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Do we want to get more into the – we talked about Zahid. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's, the, it's huge news, but there's not a lot to say about it. Maybe we'll learn more. But as far yeah. as we know, he's done. And, and yes. talking around that program – He's done. So, mm-hmm. that's big. Iowa wrestled Oklahoma State, and Wyatt Sheets and uh, Anthony Montalvo kind of saved the day for for the Cowboys. Um, it's this Recky, duel started My shut-up call was close, bro. I, you I insulted know. me on, on Twitter yesterday. I know. We <laughs> did, well, so uh, that was the intro to the whiteboard war Spain and I did, and we were trying to come uh-huh. up with like a funny intro to it, and you had literally just sent – your tweet about you thought it could be a shutout, but you were absolutely right. It was very close to being a shutout. If very Iowa wrestlers a starter at 84, whether it's Wilkie or Assad, they're in that match with Montavo. And I mean, besides myself, no one else picked Caleb Young to beat Wyatt Sheets. Wyatt Sheets to beat uh, Caleb Young. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. You yeah, you he, picked that, Kyle? He did. I did. Wow, damn, that's a good call right there. Thank you. He he wisely yeah. pointed out the t- the trajectories of both that Caleb Young has not looked as good as he has earlier in the season, and yeah. Wyatt's been kind of coming along of late. He looked. Re- I mean, he's slick. He's one of those guys who like technically he kind of stands out because he seems like man, he's got a lot of tools. But then he just like I don't know. There's some. There's just like a component missing where he like can get yeah. taken down easily or struggles to get away and stuff like that. But he kind of put it all together here. This was the guy I thought he was going to be the whole time at Oklahoma State. I remember watching him like back-to-back summers at junior duels and being really impressed with him. And he was wrestling with the best guys in the country there. Uh, when He was on those couple Oklahoma teams that won, that were just awesome so and won national titles. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just – I think he even quit for a little bit. Yes. And came back. Quit wrestling? Yeah. At Oklahoma State? I believe his freshman year. He was literally off the roster for a little bit. Um 
but he's I mean he had that weird loss to Keaton Gertz. Um but other than that, he's been super consistent all year. Yeah. So he looks good, but but man, talk about the start of this duel for Iowa. I mean, Spencer beating Pitch soundly yet again. Um could have seen that coming. Pitch choosing bottom in the second is just like inexplicable to me. I just don't I know he got I know he got away in the duel, but he's wrestled this guy multiple times. Getting away is a problem. And if you want if you subscribe to the idea that maybe you can get Spencer tired by the third period. If you subscribe well, to tired. that. He was so tired at the end. Okay. There's, there's, what's it? We don't need to subscribe. We watched it on Sunday Okay. Night. All right. Got it. Um, <laughs> well, do you agree or disagree? If you yeah. disagree, tell me he didn't, he didn't get tired, but he was damn near falling over himself. Yeah. He, the, the takedown he gave up, he did he did look fatigued, Ben. Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> wait, no, Christian. Why, wait. Why won't you say Spencer Lee got tired? <laughs> okay. Spencer Lee got tired. Uh, okay, I mean it's simple. Spencer Lee, Spencer Lee should just—you know what Spencer Lee should do? He should just come out and say, "Listen, bro, I wrestle hard as shit for three minutes. No <laughs> one can go with me for three minutes, and because I wrestle so hard, I get a little bit tired. Sue me, it works. <laughs> That's what he should say. I sprint, I sprint for three minutes, and I sprint better than anyone's ever sprinted in NCAA history. <laughs> and I'm gonna get tired after that, and maybe I don't wrestle as well. But listen, only like two people can make it a second period. So what are you gonna do about it? That's what I would say. <laughs> Congrats on your third period takedown, bro. You got major. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you got tired. But so, so I mean, Ben, as a uh, uh, a really good wrestler, <laughs> is not if you uh, if you want to get someone tired, is not yeah l- allowing them to be on top. Is that not the most restful of positions? Even if you're working hard on top. I mean, it's it's yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. And I would have chose I would have chose neutral for, for sure. Um, the hard part, sometimes like the bet when someone's tired, the best thing to be is on top, but Spencer still usually finds a way to get away. Even, even when he's exhausted and man, he's, he, you know, the thing is he can still wrestle when he's tired. He's t- yeah. so tired. And he kind of still wrestles his butt off every once in a while. He might give him an easy takedown or so. Um, and obviously he's not as effective as he was the first period, but to, he can still scrap when he's tired. I mean, he, this dude can be falling over. Look like he's going to fall over and he can still wrestle. That's what uh, the I Russians think that, are like. Yeah, it's I like mean, he's gassed you know, and he just hits like a beautiful takedown on you. That that's Spencer. So um, I think the worst decision by Pitch was, and maybe you can make the argument that he had to, but in that second period, he's almost away and he goes to the cradle and he got put on his back off. But if he just stuffs the head and sprawls, hey, maybe maybe it's six to two and not eight to one. You're and you're neutral, not back on bottom. Yeah, maybe he's thinking. When he was down, when you're down by that much, you, you yeah. feel like you're, you're a little more less risk averse, maybe. Yeah, um, you got to go for it. Which is that's a good. I think I feel like that's a good argument, Christian. I'm laughing that you were so you you didn't want to admit Spencer Lee's tired. You're gonna get yelled at or something. Spencer Lee's <laughs> dad's gonna come at you like a honey badger. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Larry, um, we love you. <laughs> um, Austin DeSanto. <laughs> Takes out Reese Whitcraft. We knew Reese was in for a long or short day in that scenario. Okay, but God, you guys, listen. I knew that was. Did you guys know that was me? Such a bloodbath. I mean, oh my God. I don't know. I expected to get kind of ugly late. I thought early termination for sure. I picked a tech. Um, yeah. But I figured yeah. it wouldn't be that bad that early. Oh um, God, that was. Ugly. He almost pinned him twice because he dumped him out of bounds, and I think he would have got it. He couldn't quite keep his toe. toe he in, actually yeah. sort of. He really nearly did. Um, yeah. I, well, it was also kind of 
not great situational wrestling by Whitcraft. Yeah, like, he kept his foot in. You know, like, well, first of all, the one you're talking about where DeSanto kept his toe in. Mm-hmm. Like, just yeah. keep, like, f- going that way, like, <laughs> yeah. towards the edge of the mat. Yeah. DeSanto will come, like, he has to, yeah. or you get off your back. And then when he got put over on his chancellor, I mean, I guess he couldn't see where his foot was. Um, yeah. But just, his foot was just barely in. Yeah. Also, it, that was the sweetest chancellor cow catcher yeah. I've seen in a long time. He switched sides <laughs> with it. That was sweet. I've never seen anybody do that. Like He went from the cow catcher to the chancellor. That's what we'll say. So we can <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Use both. Space trying to tell me it's called it, – the the correct name is, like, chancellor. There is no correct name of, like, wrestling moves other than, like, yes. double leg and yes. stuff. Just be – there is no correct. Um, Max agree. Murin maybe was, like, MVP per- performance for me, although B- Pat Lugo did pin Bulu Allen in the first period, so that was pretty good. But I thought Murin looked excellent because I, I have a lot of respect for Dusty Hone. I – I tend to think he's pretty dang good and tough. And for Muran came out right away scoring. He had a, a point scoring mentality. We know he's been in and out of the lineup with injury, no shoulder brace, and and I've been slow to come to the realization that Max Muran is going to be a, a bona fide top three or four guy for Iowa. I felt like the schedule just kind of fell in such a way that his ranking, but, but man, that performance. I don't know if that should be the performance that really tips the scale for me, but I, I just have a lot more confidence in Max Mira now moving forward. And maybe I'm way too late to the party. So you just have to deal with it. Um hey I, I didn't click if you guys have put it out, I didn't click on the article. What is the the Big Ten seeds gonna be? Because behind uh Nick Lee and then, then Luke Pletcher, which is obvious one too, it's kind of a disaster, right? what's it gonna be? So um the yeah. the ones Nomad did are a little outdated now, but I'm working on that preview. And uh, I was trying to actually update him last night. I think it's going to be one, uh, one Nick Lee, two Pletcher, and then three will probably be Chad Red because he beat Murin. Um, Even though Moran didn't Moran, oh Moran major Chad Red though. But yeah, I know. But the then Murin lost to Moran, and Murin has a win over McKee as well. And Moran beat McKee. Um, I don't know. No man can correct me and tell me I'm wrong, but I would imagine Chad Red's a three. Couldn't it just as easily be? Moran, Red, Murin, McKee. Moran has Mar- losses Moran's to got, Murin. Who, yeah, that's right. Who did McKee beat? Who is McKee beating in that in that group? That three three through six group. Nobody. Yeah, that's why. Nobody. He's, so he, that's he's why he's six. six. Yeah, he's six. he's six for sure. So then three, four, and five can kind of switch around, right? Yes. You can make good arguments for all of them. Yeah. Yes. But I, I would go so Chad Red, three. They would all be two and two and one against the if that group of four they'd all be two and one right. Except uh, McKee. So, yeah. Well, not McKee. So McKee's zero and three, five. and the rest of them are two and one. So you you have essentially have that four man round four man round robin. You have <coughs> two and one, two and one, two and one, and zero and three. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And you know, in this instance, the stakes aren't as high because. Whoever you hit, you're either hitting Nick Lee or Luke Pletcher, and it's a pretty long day at the office, right? Yeah, um, I guess you right. would rather yeah. not hit Nick Lee because I think he kind of cemented himself as the clear number one guy uh, after yeah, his performance. I... But Pletcher hammered all those dudes too, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, he's got sm- – yeah. You that, yeah, that's what's crazy is – You don't want to see any of them. Those two have completely separated themselves from a field with Chad Red, who's an All-American, Max Murin, who's around to 12. Ram was round of 12, yeah. and Mitch McKee, who was an All-American, and Dylan Duncan's a three-time qualifier. And they've just completely separated. Well, wait, hold on. 
wouldn't you wouldn't it does matter right because okay the three the three will get the six and all of them have beaten mckee and i, I think moran's beat a couple times and then the four and the five will wrestle each other and so it matters who the four and the five is because yeah. i feel like chad chad red almost always beats murin i feel like moran almost always beats red and i feel like murin almost always beats moran yeah so right? i guess in, in that instance it, it does matter yeah yeah it all matters to an extent yeah so he thinks it'll be Red, Muran, Moran in the three, four, five. Yeah. So that will be that will be okay. revealed uh, sometime next week, I suppose. I think Tuesday is when, next Tuesday is when we're going to see a lot of these conference uh, seeds come out, and I think tomorrow we get allocations. Oh, that'll be good. Ooh, can't wait nice. for that. Um, all right, Pat Lugo pinned Bulu Allen in a not exactly pinning combination move. He just put him on his back and. Boo did not get off of his back and was pinned. Um, I did not expect that at all. If you were looking for an opportunity for Oklahoma State to pick up a win, that was probably the one that most people were selecting. And he Mm -hmm. just got planted. Yeah, that was – I I agree. That was the one I was picking for for Oklahoma State to get. I did not pick White Sheets or or – well, I didn't know Nelson Brown was going to wrestle, but I didn't pick Montalvo either. Mm -hmm. So I thought if they were going to get one, it was definitely going to be – at 149 pounds and yeah put put him right on his back why uh, he didn't have much fight and got stuck yeah that that was i was surprised i you don't want to question fight but i was surprised he couldn't find his way off his back just from the position he was in um so bulu yeah, allen was a nice two trips to carver he got teched and pinned this is, a, this is a really good wrestler he doesn't like carver no <laughs> negative negative uh, how much concern do you have over Caleb Young right now? If you're if you're an Iowa fan, Ben. Uh, I mean specifically Caleb Young, uh, yeah, quite quite a bit. But you know, as far as the whole team is doing so good, I don't know that it's going to matter. Yeah, yeah, the whole team. I mean, I mean the team did look good. Yeah, the team the team looked really good. 80, 84 and fifty seven are the obvious question marks, but everyone else is like wrestling so well that I think you can do without getting points from um, without getting points from 150. If you get zero at 157, zero at 184, which I don't think they're going to get zero, I think they still win. Wow. Yeah, it's possible. So you, <laughs> we'll get to this, but... Um, well, yeah, you get to this. You you have you have inside information that you're withholding from us. You think you think D, D, Daniel Kirklevitt is going to come out, right? Well, no, I don't know that to be true you got, sor- you got sources you got sources no uh no sources i i mean it i think they are trying to see if it would be an option for them i think even if like so basically ohio state like cleared him they said full release whatever he can go what is unclear is did he finish the first semester at ohio state we know he left doesn't necessarily mean he didn't finish i guess and does that matter if he finished the first semester can you do it Cause we've seen many times i remember Dawson Peck, this is Virginia Tech guy, you know, um, he was uh, on Virginia Tech, and then he transferred second semester to UTC, and he pinned Ty Walls at National Duels after they were teammates um, huh. earlier in the year. And then he ended up at Maryland somehow, so he had he had three schools. But anyways, wow. enough Dawson Peck talk. He was like six seven, so it can happen that you transfer and wrestle for both teams or whatever. And and Kirkley never took the mat for Ohio State, but that may be irrelevant. But I think they're I think they're looking at it at least, and they'll make the decision. But if you get Kirkley in, 
in your lineup, that that changes things big time. I mean, he's yeah. Yeah. he's he can go with with Mason and Gable and and Cassiope for sure. I think I think his absolute rock bottom would be like fourth place, and I think he has title Ooh. contending power. I think he's really that good. I mean, yeah, he almost beat Nelson at Senior National. I know it's freestyle. I don't care. I mean, he's a true freshman heavyweight should have physicality issues that he has none of, right? And yeah. we, we saw the yeah. same with Gable, right? Like he is he is every bit of a full-grown man at this weight class. And he I think he has all the skills, and I think he is a, a real wild card. Now, it would be so unkale-like. I don't know if it would be unkale-like, but just like Penn State has a plan and they kind of stick to it. This year for them I think has been unlike any other season they've had with, mm-hmm. in terms of what the heck? They had a national champion at heavyweight done for the year. Nothing you can do about it. They had um, Kyle Cannell, a guy that was third at NCAA, not healthy at all, not a shell of his former self from Kent State, out of the lineup. You got Shakur Rashid, he's supposed to be your 84. He's got to go up to 197 because of this. And then they pull out Brooke. It's been a very un Penn State. Like, it's not unlike them to make changes in their lineup. They pulled Mark Hall and, and Nick Lee kind of mid mid-year before but for this kind of stuff is crazy and to insert a guy just for conference tournament knowing he's got to earn the auto spot which i feel 100 percent confident he would um would be a a big risk you know because things happen right yeah i I mean the big 10 is crazy at how many spots are you gonna get like eight nine something like Uh, that they're gonna get a bunch ten Um, they're pretty I, good at, at heavyweight. I mean, just think the top four yeah. or five. You know, Hilger's like what the fourth or fifth ranked Hell, guy Hilger's, that way. Yeah, he's fifth. He's probably the fourth ranked. Um, fourth Nomad projects seven, seven. That's it. That's it. Well, that's, I thought. Okay, I thought the so here's who I, th- I thought the top four obviously: Traub, Nevels, um, Jensen, uh, Nebraska, and um, Purdue. I would I would have thought. Um, that would be eight, but I guess then if you take Neville's out, then you go back to seven. Great, yeah, that's or, the crazy thing. If they took out, um, if they took Neville's out, they'd go down one. Yeah, yeah, you lose a spot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so that would obviously be a real wrinkle. So it may not matter. It may be too little, too late. I'm sure uh, the the Penn State coaching staff is crunching all those numbers and has a really good idea of where they could potentially stand and the regression they would need from Iowa in order for them to get in striking distance. Cause Iowa has been, is, is, good. Point, is pointing out is, is, you know, they're poised to really, that's the other thing. Is it like, is it worth it? To, yeah. You know, pulling this late. Yeah. I don't know. And there yeah. was also a thing going out there. That's like Kirkley wants to be done by 2024 regardless. Like he wants to be done. Why? Like, I don't know. Just to like focus on international, that'll be the like Olympic year, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So maybe he's like, whether I'm graduated or not, I want to be done by 2024. So for that reason, maybe hey, we see something like that. Hey Christian, I was made to answer for this last week, but w- what about uh, what about our man Ben Darmstadt losing to Brandon Whitman? Yeah, you got to answer for this too. What do I have to answer for? <laughs> you said – you both were like dismissed everybody else in the weight class and said he was the second best guy. And then he loses to Brandon ben, Women. You have to answer for that. Ben Cyber bullied me into that one. Uh, <laughs> Come on. I, I was uh, – He is your son. Listen, yes, exactly. You, you say crazy things when, when, when your children are involved, right? 
I'm I'm irrational about Ben Darmstadt. Okay, um, he's the biggest threat to Jaden Cox in my opinion for the 2020 uh, <laughs> Olympic Games. For all for all we know, for all we know, oh. he won Fargo Juniors. I don't. know. Anyways, he did. Um, yeah, I don't know. I Brandon Whitman. That's a tough one because Whitman hasn't had a had a great year this season. But you know. If if Darmstadt doesn't have it going, he needs to get to a few certain posi- few certain positions for him to do well. And if you can finish on him effectively and you don't go under him, yeah. or he's un- ineffective on on top, it it's tough. But um, I'm not selling my stock uh, in Ben Darmstadt. I'm not. Although I think I mean, Noah that's... Adams is a bad matchup for Ben Darmstadt. Wait, I will say that. What about that? We don't. Bracky and I were trying to. Uh, he told me. Bracky told me give up all hope. But we we were trying to find the Stephen Buchanan Noah Adams match because it was nine to eight. I bet it was wild. Uh, but we can't find it anywhere. I don't know. We might need the West Virginia staff to send it to us because yeah. it was, they did it at a local um, Coach Walter high school, and uh, they, West Virginia did not stream it. So we might need to Dang. grassroots this one. Yeah, Buchanan. Yeah. He's I remember really coming along. He is. If, if you're doing sleeper articles for NCAA's, he's like. A textbook yeah. candidate, especially at 197, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know a guy who can wrestle when he's tired is Stephen Buchanan. Uh, really? Man, I, I well, yeah. So his junior year of high school, after junior high school, I coached him at the junior duels. And it was like, this dude just kept shooting and shooting. And you could, he, he was exhausted, and he just kept on shooting. And he looked like he was tired, <laughs> just kept on shooting. And it was like, he doesn't know a whole lot, but this dude wrestles his butt off. And I figured, I figured he was going to be like a guy who, uh, you know, he goes to college. He works hard for a couple of years, and then boom! All of a sudden, he's really good because because of, of his work ethic and and the way he hustles. And so, you know, I was actually expecting him something out of him in like two or three years, but I didn't expect it out of him this year. There, there was no way I thought he was gonna be this good this fast. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not uh I'm not backing off Darmstadt, but that was that was tough. We I'll back off Darmstadt when you back off Joe Smith, Kyle Bracky. Fair. Wait. All right. Wait. You're on. You're Joe Smith just lost a. Uh, I don't even know. I don't want to butcher Michael Franklin. To Michael Franklin, Franklin regional high school. He, Listen, that he, match he lost was. Him. He lost what? That match was gaming the system as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what Joe, are you talking about? He had to get out of there. He had to get to Iowa City. Yeah. Oh my gosh. For God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just can't quit Joe Smith. Yeah. See, it's hard, isn't it? He did a couple oh. of those level changes against Kimmer, and I was like, here we go. And then he got taken down and ridden for like three more minutes. Uh, Michael Franklin is sixteen and nine this year, and, and he did lose the match after Joe Smith eleven zero to Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah Ken. That's a quality that loss, in my opinion. It's a quality loss, in my opinion, to a quality opponent. Um, he's he's also teched eighteen to one by Connor Flynn. How did Connor Flynn lose to Joe Smith? WTF? Well, he's not as good as Joe, but the thing is, Joe can sometimes lose to guys that are. Not as good as him because he's not optimized Joe Smith right now. Well, that, he beats Colbray. <laughs> he beats and then Colbray beats Steyer. And he was beating Mantanona, who is a top 10 guy now. And he just he got cow catch or high, gator bacon in the last 30 seconds. So he can still be there right there with these guys. Yeah, just, maybe, uh, maybe Coach Stresser should have let DeMichael Franklin have a go with Sammy Colbray. And DeMichael Franklin could be the starter. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. All right, other concerning things. You know, I leave I leave for a week or so, and ne- next thing I know, the the Olympics might be off because of this dang coronavirus, Ben. Oh, um, I thought you were going to be mad because Bracky was stealing your tagline. That, he, could, he, should, he should get charged for that. What? Your money the off the paycheck. 
He doesn't have yes. to do that. He can do the intro Listen, however he wants. It would not be it no. would not be the same show if whoever was hosting or whatever did the intro. And Ben, you gassed me up. You told me I was doing good. And then <laughs> like four I, It might and, be better. It might and, be better. And then like four people on Twitter was like you suck at it. Don't do it. Leave it to Christian. Twitter, you can't listen to Twitter people. Twitter people, they just hate. They just hate, hate, so hate. So you made That's me feel like I was doing a good job. In hearts. Listen. <laughs> you did. You did a great job. I'm but saying, listen, like like Bruce Buffer has, it's time. Like If you use that, you got to pay Bruce Buffer. Yeah, I yeah. also have to pay you. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't have the trademark on it. I'm going to trademark it. I haven't trademarked it. Um, <laughs> what, what if Kyle trademarked it and then sent Christian a bill for every show? <laughs> I went back and did it for 460 shows. Dang. Oh, man. Oh, man. That'd be messed up. But, uh, yeah, no, it's okay that he, he did that. I appreciate him filling in uh, that void, even if it was just for laughs. But, no, the coronavirus is jacking everything up. Bitcoin price good. is down. The freaking uh, – <laughs> the whole economy is in trouble. And worst of all, they're saying the Olympics could be, like, canceled if this – virus is not under control by late may do we need to get dustin yeah. hoffman and his outbreak team involved and, and get them to neutralize this threat i've been following it for a few weeks on twitter it's it's looking like it, it might be the real deal i mean some you know some people are always trying to say well it's it's not gonna be any worse than all the other things that happened you know sars remember bird, bird flu? flu yeah, yeah. what the heck swine flu but there's swine some, flu yeah Mad cow. But some people are saying it's the real deal. Like China's not telling the truth about how many people are dying and whatnot. Well, you can trust China. But <laughs> some there's some good good, good Listen, people. Can, can we trust Dick people. Pound? Can we trust this, Dick Pound? This is just Dick Pound spouting off. Yeah, he could he could just be spouting. He just wants to get every four years his name gets out gets out there, and then we have to have a conversation that this guy's name. Also, Dick you a hundred percent screenshotted it to where it said Dick Pound on the screen, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. That's just funny. Well, you guys saw you guys saw one championship the organization I used to fight for. They're doing their show. I believe it's this weekend. It's a closed event, so they said no spectators can come. What? Oh my god! Yeah. So they're only. I'm glad you're not fighting for that organization anymore, Ben. Uh, Yeah, I I would be nervous to go to uh, to go to China. Yeah, but so it's it's a closed event. No one can attend it. They will still broadcast it, but there will be zero spectators there. So they're taking it seriously. Yeah. Well, that's good. what if the NCA said no spectators? <laughs> Speaking of that, um, the NCAA Awkward. put out, if you go to their Twitter, NCAA, at NCAA Wrestling, they put out a picture of what I guess it's going to look like. And it, it, we talked about, I think, while you were gone, how the mats are going to have a good bit of space between them. Yeah. But I thought they were going to be on like a raised surface. It doesn't look like they're going to be. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. Well... Yeah, I don't know how it's going to play out. The the space between the mats. I, so I always figure that they would right the 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 say the capacity of a normal NCA is eighteen to twenty. I figured they would cut it in half, right, mm-hmm. or maybe a little less than half. It would be like a U, like a bowl here, right? And you put some fake stands over here, not fake stands, uh, temporary stands. Yep. Maybe maybe you get it up to forty to forty five somewhere in there. Um, but to actually take the whole arena, um, man, I don't know. It's is it going to be hard to see everything? I don't know. That's what I'm afraid of, and I'm pretty sure yeah. um, Anthony Holman, who is like one of the big directors of the tournament, said last week they've only sold like 36,000 tickets. Oh. I thought they were in the 40s like a month ago. That's not what he said. Take it up with hmm. Holman. 
You know, I remember, uh, Ben, you, you, you probably never had to experience the nosebleeds of, of NCAAs, but in 2009 I went for the first time, and our we yeah. literally we probably had the worst tickets that, that were sold in the Scott Trade Center. And you really could see everything. I know that's not a football stadium, but mm-hmm. in terms of – if we're talking being far away – it was far away, and I could see the far corner mat pretty well. Mm-hmm. I brought binoculars, yeah. and then I could see everything really, really well. So it was, it was fine. It might, it might be hard, um, but you know what? Every four years, I think they're gonna take a chance on something like this. And um, yeah, well, you know, I, yeah, I love that they're taking a chance on it. And hey, if this doesn't look great, maybe they can try it again in a little different format and see how it goes. But I mean, I, the one thing I just noticed so last year. I was sitting up in a box, so I wasn't all the way up, but I, I was definitely higher up. I could definitely see everything, but then I went down and visited with some friends who I, they had like four throw seats or something, and it was like you forget how different it looks that close. Like when yes. you're that close, you're like oh damn, mm-hmm. I can see like every little detail of what hands are moving where and that kind of thing, and um, you know that that makes a difference. It makes it a lot better. So I don't think seats are going to be that bad up top, but they're also not going to be that great. Yeah. The hardest just, part is seeing the clock when you're way up high. Yeah. I would imagine this place, it's a state-of-the-art, beautiful football. They should have one of those giant yeah. mega boards. They do. Like, they do have a mega, mega, mega board. It's huge. Mega, mega. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so I was big. only ready it's for in the one, one mega. It's in the – I think it's on the – well, let me go back to that picture that NCAA Wrestling has. I believe it's on the picture. It's, it's in the end zone. It's really yeah. huge. Okay. Yeah, it, it's on there. You can yeah. see it. Oh, that is Mega Mega. You weren't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, okay. Actually, so I think if you flip directions, I think there's another one on the uh, in the other end zone, also yeah. that's really really large. So double Mega Megas. That'll be good and necessary. <laughs> Christian, um, you're 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 bullying today. Yeah, there <laughs> no, are <I'm> not. <laughs> there are two screens. On <laughs> each, there is one screen on each side, Ben. Nice. Okay, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Good job. Wh- Football aficionado, Ben Askren. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was there for the X Games last year. Remember, I told you guys this. There was, oh, yeah. yeah. Got the, got the, got the chair. So the X Games, obviously, they were using the whole – why are you guys laughing at the X Games? Because it's hilarious that you went to the X Games. <laughs> I, got paid, I got paid to be there. What do you want I'm me gl- to do? It was hey, cool. I'm not making fun of you. I'm happy for you. It's yeah. just funny just to imagine you at the X Games. Yeah, the suite, the suites in the one end zone were so cool. Like, that's that's going to be a good time who's ever in the suites. I, I'll be working. You guys will be working. So, you know, we won't get to sit in the suites and just, you know, eat fancy food and hang out and whatnot. But someone will be having a good time up there. Someone will. That's exactly There's right. There's nothing better than going to NCAAs as a fan with oh no responsibilities. It, it is literally <laughs> the best thing you can do. Have you – yeah, you've done that, Ben. I, yeah, I've done it a few times. You, yep, yep. It's really – it is stupendous. But – I ain't mad at my sitch either. Uh, so, do we want to talk about the Olympics <laughs> being canceled by Wuhan? Uh, the they're not. I don't Bruins? think they're getting canceled. All right. I feel well, like we're not sure yet. I, I think we let it go for a few more months. All right, we let it go. All right, but just so you know, it could, it's get definitely getting canceled. Maybe by me. <laughs> by Dick Pound. Dick Pound's canceling the Olympics. Dag on it. Hey. All right. Ben, do you have a hard nine forty-five out? We we have a. I I do. You know what I'm buying? I do today, guys. I'm uh what? Max Max and I we're, we're closing on our uh, second commercial building. Oh my gosh! So that's, yeah, it's nice. How many state qualifiers did AWA have? We had 104. Oh my gosh, 104. That's only, and we're opening two more academies, so we're gonna go way above that number next year. Wow! Dang. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good it's jo- going well. Good job. Yeah. Evidently. Um. <laughs> all right. What's today? Wednesday. Dang it. Um. We haven't had any. 
We lost the show. Yeah, we lost the show. <laughs> we lost the Listen, show. Uh, one, of the, one thing you don't see that often is the the classic Kyle Brackey temper. And um, he, it happens when he loses. He's got temper? Bracky has a bad temper. I have a very bad temper. It just doesn't come out very well. Yo, man. I know. It's That's what. That's the funny thing. Bracky's like a mild man. He's a really funny, nice guy. But like, he loses a game in a way that he gets kind of – he gets his dauber down, and he can get really, uh, really upset. So we – Wow. We had a little bit of that yesterday. Oh, what, what would you get fired up about? We didn't have the show. We were yeah. really disappointed. We wanted to – Oh, know, that. Just, yeah, that was horrible. That's why we had to yeah. – Yeah, I wasn't happy either. I, uh, in years past, I would have handled that much worse than I did. Um, yeah, CP said some words you usually don't hear him say yeah, too. Yeah, I know. I was a uh, yeah, I did. I did swear. That's not good. Uh, it's nine forty-four. No questions again. Um, we gotta go. We got nothing else. We need. we didn't get to talk about the Pitt Virginia Tech duel. Lehigh beat Arizona State. Arizona State law beat UNC without Zahid Valencia. So much craziness. You and I beat Wisconsin. You and I beat Wisconsin, uh. Ben. 197. I was there. I was oh my there. gosh. They should have used you at 97, Ben. That would have been, <laughs> been beneficial to them. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly. Slightly beneficial. Um, that's it. We got to go. Um, Listen, but the other thing, Branky promised us tomorrow, and we, we're. Yeah. we're I, you know what? I'll try. I'll try to make some more time tomorrow where I can go a little later. Brecky promised us an alien hour, Christian. I put a que- alien hour question in the thing, so I'm glad we're okay. gonna get one. Um, that's good. It's been too long. I know. I got a few possibilities right now. I got to decide which one I want to run with. All right. Uh, well, tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you're gonna have something great. I can't wait for that. Um, we can't wait for tomorrow already. It's 9:45, and I'm just thinking about 8:15 uh, Thursday morning. <laughs> Actually, I'm thinking about the breakfast tacos we're about to eat. Yeah. We have some friends that stash some uh, extra egg and sirloins for us because that's the best ones. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go eat those right now. Kyle Grover in the back. You're the man. You can play the outro music, and we will do outro things. What kind of cool content we got coming, Kyle? Anything mm-hmm. awesome? Nomad used to always do the great plugs of what he was yeah. working on so he could bump his page views. <laughs> well, all the um, – Spay and I are doing uh, alternating – Big Ten Championship previews. The final dual rankings of the season are out. David Bray's been doing an awesome series on, because uh, we talked about how many teams have been in fourth place yeah. this year. He's been doing an awesome series on all the teams competing for fourth place um, and what their high high water mark is. Uh, and incredible, incredible, incredible Barry Davis stuff oh on the site right now. The story of him <laughs> running running away and uh, Gable calling the CIA and the FBI looking for him is, is awesome. Yep. Hey, best of luck to Ben Askren on his X Games tryouts and closing <laughs> the deal. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.